0: Hello and welcome back to The Social Disease. I'm Jasper.
1: And I'm Bridget.
0: And we are continuing to truck along in the final seasons of Next Class today. This is our second to last episode.
1: This is sad. I'm getting sadder each episode.
0: We started the podcast 2020, and like two and a half years later, we have finally done pretty much all of Modern Degrassi.
1: It's so weird to think about, because if we had chosen like to do per episode or whatever, we'd probably still be going, but I like our setup a lot better it's more unique
0: with that being said our pre-finale i guess for today we are focusing on the love triangle if you want to call it that of miles tristan and lola plus some little baby sod
1: <laughs> just a little bit
0: i mean he's only relevant in like two episodes of the entire series maybe three
1: yeah definitely had some more potential there but as we say They ended it,
0: so we don't get to know. So let's get Saad out of the way now so that we can get to the whole mess of Miles, Tristan, and Lilla.
1: Let's
0: do it. Saad, along with Rasha, joins at the beginning of Season 3 as one of the Syrian refugee students. And in Season 3, we don't actually see anything from him. He is essentially just this guy who takes photos around the school, and he ends up getting with Maya while she's going through her whole depression thing and they make like these creepy death photos and the turning point I guess for their relationship is when Saad he opens the door for her to the roof where she ends up ODing so when Esme ends up getting herself Zig and Sod detention for reasons <laughs> Esme ends up telling Zig that Saad let Maya onto the roof, so this gives Zig an out for Sod. Zig goes to like beat up Sod, and Zig accidentally breaks Sod's camera. So Sod slugs Zig in the face. <laughs> so this makes Sod to start be a bit afraid of Zig and Tiny at school. He starts to feel a little bit better when Lola gets him a job at her dad's restaurant as a server especially when Lola encourages Saad to ignore Zigg and Tiny when they're harassing him. But of course, Lola ends up firing Saad when Shay steals the tips for her supplements, and Lola blames Saad. So Saad starts to feel awful and alone at Degrassi, nobody likes him, and he ends up finding an internet forum of other displaced Syrians venting about how terrible their new lives are wherever they are. A couple episodes later, it's right after the Belgium terrorist attack that kind of shakes up the whole season. Goldie and the Muslim Student Association set up this whole event where everyone is wearing We Stand with Belgium shirts. Saad ends up getting pressured to put a shirt on, but he feels very uncomfortable doing so because Saad is an actual victim of terrorist attacks. So he feels it's not right that people are just focusing on the western or white places that are victims of terrorist attacks and not places like his village that was bombed. Who is it? Hunter and Vijay kind of start harassing Saad about not wearing the shirt and like calling him a terrorist. So Saad gets mad and starts yelling in Arabic and throws the shirt in the garbage. And this gets recorded and posted online, which basically turns the whole school against Saad thinking that like he's pro-terrorist and stuff. Lola ends up reconnecting with him When Saad helps Lola with a class presentation, she forgot her notes or something. And Saad explains to her the whole thing about how his town was bombed and nobody cared about him. So Lola encourages him to speak about his experiences at the We Stand With Belgium rally. But when he's starting to explain himself, Boz, of course, starts yelling at him and telling him like, oh, you don't care about Belgium and terrorism. So he gets booed off the stage and it ends up pushing him a bit closer to this online friend that he's been talking to from this internet forum thing about like wanting to like run away and stuff. We check in with him a couple episodes later when we switch to Lola's perspective and she feels bad when she sees that his locker was graffitied telling him to go home and that Sod is just being constantly bullied. So she reaches out to him. She apologizes for the money thing, but all of Lola's friends are skeptical after the whole rally. Lola and Sod are working on a class presentation together. So they're at Saad's place and because of her friends kind of putting terrorism things in her head, Lola ends up snooping through Saad's computer. She of course does not find anything. Lola ends up apologizing and Saad ends up admitting that he has been talking to a sketchy person online and that he's kind of afraid of this guy now but he doesn't want to tell anybody since everybody already thinks that he's a terrorist. So Lola enlists Yael to help kind of scrub his socials and get him off the internet but when Yael is doing this, they see some of Saad's messages with this guy and gets a little concerned. Finally, the prom ends up getting delayed because of Esme's bomb threat, but nobody knows it's from Esme. So while they're all waiting, figuring out what's going to happen, Yael ends up going to the police and tells them about Saad's sketchy messages. So Saad gets detained and questioned overnight, He, of course, gets let off because he didn't do anything wrong. And he ends up considering transferring Degrassi because he doesn't want to be at a school where everybody thinks that he's a terrible person and a terrorist. So Yael and and Lola end up apologizing. And in order to get Saad to stay, Lola ends up kissing him. (laughs) And that is the end of it, really. (laughs) It seems like Lola and Saad are together now. But of course, Degrassi was canceled. So we get no follow up.
1: True. Okay, so chronologically, he doesn't really have much in season three. Like, most of the stuff he gets starts in, like, season four, or at least, like, his own independent plots. So do you want to talk about, like, him and, like, Maya?
0: Yeah, it's really weird because, like, usually we get some personality out of, like, the side characters, right? Like, Sod is very much a supporting character in Maya's storyline, but we don't really get anything from him. It's really just Maya kind of talking at him and Sad just kind of taking pictures of while it's going on. So it's really weird that like Saad has nothing to say or any opinions about Maya's concerning death behavior. <laughs> I didn't really like that because Saad is a great character in season four. So I think it would have been nice to like introduce him a bit better in season three rather than just have him basically enable Maya's depression.
1: Yeah, the way that they present him with Maya is almost like It makes him look like a bad person. Yeah. Because he really does enable it. Like, he's the one who's like, oh, let's take pictures here. Like, makes you look like you're dead. And, like, I get that they needed someone who didn't know her past, really. Kind of like how they did with, like, Rasha and Zoe, where, like, Rasha would never have dated Zoe if she actually knew, like, what she was like. So I guess, like, that's kind of the way that they wanted to go with it. And I can see where they went with it with, like, Zig and him having the issue in the end. And it kind of, like, leads into his, like, distrust for everything. And then what also, didn't he have a plot with Esme and the pictures as well?
0: That is what led Esme to find out that Saad let Maya into the roof.
1: Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. So, basically, he's almost, they set him up almost to be, like, the bad guy. In a sense. So, like, I didn't really like that either. It was kind of weird to be like, we're going to introduce this new character who has experienced all this trauma, and like, we're going to put him with someone who also has experienced trauma, which is great, but we're not going to acknowledge any of his trauma. It's only Maya's.
0: Yeah. Like, I like the connection that Sod is kind of interested in death, or I don't even know if he is because that's not a thing in season four. So that's why it's so weird in season three. Like, I get the connection that Sod has experienced death, Maya kind of has death on the mind so they connect in that way. I I like that. They don't do anything like you said with Saad's end on it. So it just doesn't make sense because it doesn't go into season four. Like Saad is basically a different person in season four. There's the whole thing with him talking about the double standard about terrorism in white countries versus brown countries Mm -hmm. but he doesn't really deal with the fact that his village was like bombed and stuff you know I feel like that would have been something they would have explored a bit more especially since that was basically the only thing we knew about him in season three
1: yeah and they also like when I was watching it didn't even look like he had any like conversations at all or anything with Maya in season four no it's kind of like done
0: yeah so that was weird too when Esme tells Sod what happened on the roof Sod is kind of shocked or whatever but he doesn't talk to maya about that either so
1: right he wasn't like hey maya why did you like go and try to kill yourself like can we talk about it
0: (laughs) like i'm sorry that i did that and then that that would have helped Saad maybe a little bit not feel so alone and not feel like everything is his fault
1: yeah exactly no they kind of it seemed like they weren't even sure if they were going to use him later on you know in season but then they totally did and made him like completely different character
0: yeah like really the only similarity between season three sod and season four sod is that they're both into photography
1: yeah yeah. that's that's about it that's the driving like connection
0: yeah so that was really weird i wish they would have connected the whole death thing into sod's character in season four i do really like what they did with him in season four despite that
1: yeah no season four like Yeah, the only way that, like, they connected it was the bullying thing with the breaking of the camera. Zig, as we know, tends to jump to physical conclusions all the time. Like, but also it just makes sense because remember when, like, Hunter was harassing Maya, he beat him up. Like, now Saad is, it wasn't like he intentionally was like, hey, here's the door, Maya, go kill yourself. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, and then Zig did that too. Like, what was he going to accomplish? What was the point?
0: Yeah, I was also especially disappointed in Zig with that whole thing because he went through the exact same thing with Cam. You know, like Zig had that whole episode where he was blaming himself for telling Cam to go away and then he killed himself. The lesson he learned from that was it was nobody's fault, <laughs> really. Yeah. But now Maya does the same thing. And now he's saying it was all your fault because you let her onto the roof. So I was kind of mad at him that the lesson he learned like three years before is completely forgotten. I can understand because like it is Maya, like the girl he actually loves. But Yeah, still, that's what I was, I was thinking. I was still mad at him about that.
1: Yeah, I feel like if it was anyone else, that would have been like a great opportunity for him to like connect with Saad, you know, be like, hey, like this happened to me. Like, it's not that it's fine, you know, but like, just to, like, work through it. But I really do think that because he, like, loves Maya, like, it could have literally been anybody who opened the door and he would have beat the shit out of him.
0: Esme was also, like, manipulating Zig a little bit there, for sure. but Oh, yeah, as she does. Yeah, I guess I have more thoughts about Zig in general <laughs> later on. Yeah. But for Saad, like, this was just the start of everybody being against Sod for the entire season. Because literally the only person who was even mildly on his side is Lola. And even then, she's flip-flopping throughout the whole season on him.
1: Right? It's, like, it's really sad. Yeah. I feel, like, genuinely bad for him. Like, he's just, like, I get when he's talking to his sister and he's, like, nobody is nice here. Like, I'm not having a good time. And she's, like, what do you mean? I am having a great time. Like, what's your problem? Like, well, he just got his ass kicked because he hung out with the wrong girl.
0: And, like, he tries so hard to. he He tries to make friends with Lola at the restaurant, trying to connect with Hunter and Vijay, I guess, a little bit before they start calling him a terrorist. (laughs) Even when he helps Lola out with the presentation, like, he had no reason to help Lola at that point.
1: Oh my gosh, none. So, like,
0: he is just such a nice guy, and everybody is just shitting on him, and it's awful.
1: Well, I guess, like, my question is, what do you think he should have, like, do you think he should have just, like, put the Belgium shirt on and just like dealt with it. Like, I don't know. Cause there's like so many different points of view for it. Right. Cause like Goldie is like, why are you making it harder for us? Like just put the shirt on, like acknowledge that this happened, like whatever. And he's like taking a stance. And then Lola also is like on his side, which is like, nice. But I feel like I couldn't believe that she put him in that position to be like, Hey, why don't you go in front of the entire school and tell them all why they shouldn't wear the shirts. Like, what are you thinking? So I guess my question is, like, do you feel like he should have just been like, I'll put the shirt on, like, I'll deal with it? Or do you think he should have went in front of the school and, like, defended himself? Like, what what is your take?
0: Well, it definitely would have made his life a little easier if he did just put on the shirt. Right. But the points that he were making were 100% correct.
1: Yeah, no, um, I totally get that.
0: So that's where I'm, like, I'm proud of him for standing up for himself and his experiences. Yeah. Because I was especially mad at Goldie. I think I mentioned this with Goldie a little bit. Goldie was telling Saad like, oh, you're making all the Muslim students look bad by not wearing the shirt. But that is kind of counter to the point that Goldie learned with Rasha that like all Muslims are different and they all view their religion differently. So like the fact that she is now telling Saad like you need to conform or you're going to make us all look bad. Like I didn't like that. I did get her point that like Muslims are being targeted. So, like, mm-hmm. don't give the bigoted white people a reason to target us. But it it just sets a bad example that, like, she kind of made it seem like Saad deserved the treatment that he was getting because he wasn't aligning with what she thought was the best way to deal with the situation.
1: Well, I'm glad you said that, too, because I feel like Degrassi kind of made it seem that way. There was never a moment where everyone was like, oh, you're right, Saad. Like, white people, they care more about them when they're bombed than, like, the other countries right like they kind of just do the protest he gets booed off the stage he's like lola you were wrong the end like there wasn't like a time where they were like it's fine that you have these points of views you just kind of see him spiraling if anything they're kind of like showing almost like not like a rick situation but i could have seen i was like wondering if where they were going with that by having him talk to like you know sketchy people online and then it's like oh it turns out that the people are sketchy so now we gotta like do something about it i was like they're not making him look good no matter what they're doing
0: yeah like from like the school's perspective like all the students i could see how they are kind of viewing sod as being a little bit all lives mattering you know from an outside perspective Belgium just got attacked, and Saad is like, Oh, but what about when I got attacked? Because to be fair, Saad was not expressing his point very well (laughs) at all. Yeah. So I I could definitely see why people were mad at him. Definitely calling him a terrorist was stupid and bigoted, but I do see how people or why people were mad at him when it's like, This is what is the issue right now, and you're saying, Oh, but what about poor little me? So if Saad had, like, expressed himself better and been like, hey, this is kind of a racist thing that is going on, that you only care when terrorism happens to Western, aka white countries, but you don't care when it happens to places like my home, aka brown places. So, yeah, I I, I did like the nuance there, that, like, because we are able to see Saad's perspective, we are able to understand his perspective, but for the other students at Degrassi, they do not see his perspective and like what he's going through. So it kind of makes sense why they're against him in that moment, because Sod is not expressing his perspective well.
1: No, I totally agree. Because like, honestly, I I think that they needed to say, Belgium is white. This is why you care. But they never do. They never bring it up. He kind of just dances around it, right?
0: Well, he kind of gets booed off the stage before he could get to that point.
1: Yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, Degrassi doesn't say it. They kind of, like, dance around it, which is why, I guess, leading into, like, him eventually talking to that guy online, right? Because they're kind of like, oh, this is, like, almost his breaking point. Like, now he doesn't want to be here. He's bullied. Like, he's going to talk to this guy online. We don't, like, see anything from that. We don't see, like, how this guy is being sketchy or, like, weird, right? Like, I feel like they kind of skipped that whole part.
0: Yeah. I, I absolutely agree. Because it was like, okay, Saad is talking to other Syrian refugees who are, like, having a good time. I feel like that could be a positive outlet for him.
1: That's to- what I thought it was, too. But they made it seem like it was bad, like, immediately. Yeah. When he was, like, on the, like, booking the pl- the flight tickets or whatever. And everyone's like, I miss home. Like, all the people here treat me poorly. It was almost like, oh, this is like sad. But then it was kind of like hinting that this is a, this is bad. Like this is going to be a bad thing.
0: Yeah. Because when we then follow up with him on talking to this guy, we don't have any reason to suspect it's sketchy until the next episode when Sada's like, oh, this guy just offered to buy me a ticket to Syria. And it's like, okay, why are we just finding out about this now? So I agree uh-huh. that the whole like, Sad is talking to an extremist was not well done
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah because i also was like when i saw Yaël tell the police they tried to make it seem like it was Sad almost or like something like it was just very strange i think the way that they were presenting it and like it got cleared up obviously when you find out that esme called the bomb threat but originally i had been like wait a second what was the goal like nothing was wrong Like, he didn't, he didn't do anything. At least that's what we're supposed to assume. Like, I don't know. I don't think it was very clear.
0: Yeah. So the point was that, like, there was a message that Yael saw that was like, oh, I wish everybody at school would just, like, go away or something. Okay. So, like, Yael saw that message and was like, oh, maybe there is something to this and we should be worried. So then when there's a bomb threat at the prom, Yael is like, oh, maybe it's Saad being actually sketchy. Let me go tell the police.
1: Isn't that so crazy that Yael thinks that when they're dating Hunter?
0: Right? I was like, dude, your boyfriend brought a gun to school. Right? That's
1: what I was thinking too. I'm like, oh, now you care? Yeah. Like,
0: what, are you, what are you doing? Yeah. So I, I had the same exact thought. But I guess that was kind of the racism microaggression perhaps that like, oh, the brown guy who was talking to a sketchy guy must be the person who called in the bomb threat. Which like, honestly, like what school hasn't had a bomb threat? That For was real? Uh, like, like why would you jump to conclusions that this is a legit bomb threat it was definitely like the racism nonsense and especially the whole school being against Saad I guess it made sense and I'm glad that they were like oh yes Yael was completely wrong to do that but yeah that whole Saad is actually talking to an extremist I was like okay that's that the thing crazy. too it's
1: like if it's that extreme maybe Yeah, I should have gone to the police. That's where we always we love to say that Degrassi like always never follows through with adults or police when like necessary, except for Winston. Winston's always ready to call the cops. But like in that instance, I was like, well, maybe we should be contacting the police. Maybe Yale is doing the right thing. I'm like, I don't know what they want from me right now. I'm like, "Are, are we being racist? Like, what is happening?
0: Yeah, the conclusion was definitely very messy, even though. With the whole terrorism thing, I thought they brought up some really good points with Saad. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah, it was just a messy conclusion, I think. Because I think the problem with the last few episodes of the season is they needed to wrap up all of the seniors, but also wrap up the things they set up, like Saad, at the beginning of the season. Yeah. So they're like, okay, we need to wrap up the characters that we've had for like five or six years and also wrap up Saad. <laughs> so Saad kind of got lost in that.
1: I think also they did the thing where they like were going into uncharted territory with the terrorism plots. Because Degrassi loves to like reuse some things, you know, like we have the occasional like depressed character or, you know, period plot. They do it differently. Terrorism, we had didn't really like touch on. We did school shootings. But that's a little bit easier to be like white guy is mad, you know. But this one, I just... It really did did not know where we were going with this. It felt like it could be like, is he a danger? Like, should we be worried? Because yeah, Ellis. <laughs> so like, maybe he's not a good guy. Like he did just try to get Maya to kill herself. Pretty, no, I'm kidding. But it just was messy. That's really what it is. And I don't know if it was messy because the season was wrapping up or it was because they didn't know where they wanted to go with it.
0: Because the final scene is Saad planning to move away because everybody thinks he's a terrorist and then never mind Lola kissed me and it's all okay now it's like I don't think that solves the problem
1: no and also did Lola even like him like I don't that's the thing too it was like was she doing it because she liked him was she doing it because she wanted him to stay in the moment like were they going to be in a relationship like was she just being like somebody cares about you I don't know
0: I think Lola actually liked him
1: I think she did too like they had the conversations I think was it with Yael yeah yeah so I guess that was kind of like us getting a hint which was nice because sometimes they just like don't do that and then like aka Jonah and Frankie <laughs> <laughs> so it was definitely a slow burn which was kind of cute loved that it was like after Miles because I was so done with Miles at that point with all that like hope shit whatever fine let's move on what did you think of them? Because I know last episode you had said you had to watch Lola and Saad to decide if you would rather ship them or Lola and Yel. What do you think?
0: I think I prefer Lola and Saad.
1: Ooh, okay.
0: Just because one, Saad needs a friend.
1: <laughs> For real.
0: But also Lola was the only person to actually make an effort to understand Saad's perspective. And they're also both really good friends, I think. Lola especially we'll talk about her being a good friend a bit later but Saad like he gave Lola somebody who fired him for no reason his presentation notes Mm
1: -hmm. so like I think that
0: just shows how good of a guy he is when he's not being harassed by everybody at the school
1: yeah that's the thing too they don't really show his like personality too much they kind of do with Maya but like you said they switch him almost as like a character so him giving Lola the cards was almost him saying, look, I didn't steal the money and like, you think I did, but I'll forgive you for thinking that way and here's my cards. I also don't really get what the presentation was and or why she needed his cards and like, what was the difference? Be- whatever. Don't need to get into that. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like, those really cute scenes when Sad is playing with his little siblings at home. I was like, this guy is such a good guy. He doesn't deserve any of what's happening to him
1: yeah no he was definitely they tried to have us think that he was a good guy on top of like everything that's happening which I feel like is important because it just shows they wouldn't be doing that if he was a bad person you know they weren't trying to be like tricking us like they didn't try to have us have much sympathy for Rick when he was leading up to it I mean we kind of like felt bad but he was still like a shit person yeah
0: well but Saad didn't really ever do anything wrong Is the thing. No,
1: but they made it seem like, or they were kind of having him being bullied and and like having him talk to the thing. They were kind of like implying that he was doing something wrong, but then they were fixing it by being like, he's a good guy, actually. So, like, what everybody thinks is wrong.
0: Yes, yes. Like, everybody's against him because of their perspective of basically him being a brown man, not supporting Belgium.
1: (laughs) Yes, exactly. Oh, (laughs) sorry. I was just reading, you know, it's the buying the jeans.
0: Yeah, that was like $200 jeans. And Lola just bought them right then and there because she accused him of being sketchy. I was like, Mm -hmm. okay. Lola, how much money are you making at your restaurant?
1: That's what I wonder too. I'm like, between that and buying Shay's like supplements, I'm like, hmm, is Lola like secretly rich? Yeah. So weird.
0: So I would have loved to see Saad develop more and especially like go more into like, I guess his trauma of having moved across the world after being bombed? Because, I don't know, did they ever say Rasha was, like, personally a victim of terrorism, or was she just in Syria?
1: I'm trying to think if she talks about it when she talks about her ex-girlfriend. Like, maybe. They've all kind of, between her and Assad. I feel like they've both brought that up, that they've had experiences, and... Even Zoe's like, Rasha, like, you lived in a country that had, like, a war going on. So I'm guessing she's probably experienced some things.
0: But Saad explicitly was like, yeah, my village was bombed and I lost everything I ever had. So I don't want to, like, say one was worse than the other, I guess. But we know exactly what happened to Saad. So I would have liked to see him, I guess, deal with that a little bit. And, like, get the whole school not to hate him.
1: (laughs) Right? Yeah, no, I totally agree.
0: And also his little sister, Avra, I I think I've mentioned her before. She would have been the perfect lead character for the next generation. And I will forever hate that she will not get the chance.
1: Oh my gosh, I love her. She has so much personality.
0: She's so sweet.
1: She's so fun. Yes. I love when she was like, take good pictures of me so I can send them to my friends and show them how great my life is. So cute.
0: Other than that, this is just, we didn't get enough.
1: And I honestly, I don't feel like he's a character that they would ever like retouch upon if they ever make it a Degrassi reboot thing. Because like, I don't know, I think he came too late to the game. I don't think they really knew what they wanted to do with him. And I think in reality, he probably would have either stayed for a bit. And then I feel like they probably would have been like, oh, no, he has to go back or like whatever. And then that would have been it. I don't I don't see him staying as a character that would have been like a main character.
0: Yeah, I could see him just kind of being a plus one to Lola.
1: Until Lola gets bored and then dates somebody else.
0: No, I I think they they had potential to be long-term.
1: Maybe. Lola just is, like, back and forth with me. I think just, like, watching her with Miles and then, like, and just the whole tiny thing. Like, it's so hard for me to be, like, Lola is totally a great person to be in a relationship with.
0: (laughs) Well, I think by season four she would be. So do you want to get into her development in these seasons?
1: Ooh, that was smooth. Let's do it.
0: So Lola, of course, has a ton of overlap with Miles in season three. So for now, I'm just going to go through the things that are specifically from Lola's perspective in seasons three and four. The season, of course, starts with Lola being upset when Shay officially gets with Tiny when the school year starts. And in retaliation, she posts a TBT of her and Tiny kissing. (laughs) And this, of course, upsets Shay. They end up having a trial in Mr. Perino's class about the whole situation. And Lola gets called out for being a bad friend and trying to upset Shay. So she ends up running out of class and runs into Miles, who is going through his own Tristan debacle at the time. And they confide in each other about their feelings and how people cannot handle when feelings are messy, I guess. (laughs) So they both end up getting in detention for their actions that day. And Lola friend requests Miles in detention. So the start of what is sure to be a mess. (laughs) Um, In the middle of the season, Lola, Shay, and Frankie are supposed to have a girls' night. And it, of course, gets ruined when Frankie and Shay invite their boyfriends over. She ends up fighting with Shay over having dated Tiny before while they're playing drinking games. We talked about this last time. Lola and Tiny get put into Seven Minutes in Heaven. Tiny makes Lola feel a little bit better about, like, the breakup. And Lola ends up apologizing to Shay. She is kind of pissed at her friends still, though, for ruining girls' night. So she goes to Miles' room to talk with him. And they are rehearsing lines for Miles' play. And they end up hooking up and having sex. It is Lola's first time. Lola is very mature about the situation. The morning after, Lola kind of acknowledges that they can't be together, but is happy that they have mutual feelings for each other and that they have this moment together. A couple episodes later, Lola finds out that she has been taking her birth control pills the wrong way. And I think two episodes after that is when she is finally able to take a pregnancy test because there's like a two week waiting period or something before you could actually find out. And of course, she finds out that she is pregnant, but she hides the pregnancy test from her friends, telling her that she is not actually pregnant. She has already decided that she is going to have an abortion over the two week waiting period she made up her mind. And when Yael is yelling at her for like not doing her part in a presentation that they're doing together, Lola is like, I'm going to get an abortion. So Yael and Lola end up going to the clinic together and Lola asks some questions of the secretary and asks some questions of the doctor and she ends up getting an abortion. The next day in class, Lola and Yael are doing their presentation and Lola accidentally has like her search history, a classic um on her presentation about where to get an abortion, how to get an abortion, blah, 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 blah blah. Everybody basically finds out that Lola at least had a pregnancy scare. Shane and Frankie kind of meet with Lola while she's crying in the bathroom, and they're like, "Oh, you're, you weren't pregnant. you were just seeing your options." But then Frankie says that abortion is kind of like killing a baby, so it doesn't make Lola feel any better. When Lola then goes to talk to Yael about the whole situation, she talks about how she doesn't feel sad or ashamed at all. She just feels relieved. So she ends up posting a video online talking about her choice to have an abortion. Shay and Frankie end up apologizing for what they said in the bathroom. And Miles ends up finding out. That's really all that we see from Lola into season four. She's a supporting character for Shay. She's supporting for Saad. El, she's just a really great friend in season four and that's something i do want to talk about as to why she is now suddenly a good friend
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah literally why what are we changing okay so i guess we could start with shay because that's kind of like where it starts in the beginning we've dabbled in it a little bit i think when we talked about shay i was like why are lola and shay even friends and you're yeah. like i don't know they all hate each other so <laughs> but Basically, the fact that they even had a, like, quote-unquote court meeting or whatever it was, debate about whether or not Lola was in the right to post a selfie with her ex-boyfriend who her friend is now dating, come on. Like, we all know it was intentionally to piss Shay off. Like, why are we pretending like it was, oh, I miss my old hair? Like, Lola, no, that's not true.
0: Mola was 100% in the wrong. She could, of course, feel bad that a boy that she dated likes another girl better. But like, she didn't need to be petty about it. (laughs) Because like, also, Tiny broke up with her, like, probably six months ago at that point.
1: Yeah, it had been a long time. She didn't even like Tiny enough to delete her dating apps. I get that she was jealous because he immediately went back to Shay or moved on to Shay or whatever. But get over it. Sorry. It's done. Move on.
0: And then she continues to be petty about it in the sleepover episode. And like with that, to me, it kind of felt like she was more pissed that Shay and Frankie ruined Girls Night. So she was trying to get under Shay's skin because of that rather than because actually still had feelings for Tiny at that point. But it was still not cool.
1: (laughs) It was not cool also because it wasn't even Shay that was the one who ruined... The night, it was Frankie who was like, oh, Jonah's free tonight. Like, let's invite him over. And Shay was like, are we sure? And she's like, yeah, why not? And then they did. So it wasn't even like Shay. It was, if anything, she should have been, like, hitting on Jonah, I guess. Because doesn't she, like, drink also when they're, like, if you've had sex or something? Yeah. Right? To almost imply that it was, like, she had sex with Tiny, even though she didn't. And we know that because the whole issue with Miles later. Yeah. (laughs) So dumb.
0: Yeah. So... Lola did not come out looking good especially in the whole Instagram picture thing because like when she's talking to Miles about it it's like oh they can't deal with our feelings when our feelings hurt their feelings but Lola you do realize that you didn't do the right thing here right
1: that's her other issue is that she doesn't think she did anything wrong I don't know I mean I also think Tiny probably should have been like I'm not going in a closet with my (laughs) ex-girlfriend
0: that maybe would have been the move too
1: And it's not even that he, it would have been like, oh, I wouldn't be able to like control myself because it's just the right thing to do.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like I was thinking about this, about how all the three girls, Lola, Frankie, and Shay, they all have much better, more mature relationships with literally everybody outside of their trio. (laughs)
1: Lola even goes and sleeps with Frankie's brother. Yeah. And doesn't have the balls to tell her.
0: I was thinking, like, Lola and Miles, Lola and Yael, you have Tiny and Shay, Frankie and Esme, they're just all much better relationships. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And each of the girls is better in those relationships.
1: It's almost like a Manny-Emma-Liberty situation, except in this case, well, Liberty didn't really have much to do with them that often, but we knew that Emma and Manny always had issues with each other. We know Liberty hooks up with Emma's boyfriend later on. So they're kind of like that sense where they're like, oh, are you guys actually friends? Or are you just like hanging out because of convenience? And for this group, for sure convenience.
0: Yeah. But then I guess going into Miles. Ugh. For Lola.
1: This is such a freaking... From Lola's point of view, I guess Miles is there. That's for sure. But I also felt like she was upfront. She's like, I like you. I know you are dating somebody even though he's in a coma. It just was so... Ob- he was just leading her on, basically, in my opinion.
0: Miles was leading Lola on?
1: I thought so. Because it was like he knew that he would never actually date her because he's like waiting for Tristan to wake up, right? And like Miles and Lola is not saying that she wants him to dump Tristan or anything. But she does tell him that she has feelings for him. Like, what What did she, like, expect? Then they hook up. So Miles knows that Lola has feelings for him. He treats her like shit. And blames her for seducing him, which we'll get to, I'm sure, at some point. <laughs> like, it's just so annoying. Like, I think that he was the one that kind of, like, tricked her. in. Oh, not tricked her, but, like, that's why I think he let her on. I don't think this was her on her. Like, she was open about it, her feelings and everything.
0: Well we see that Lola kind of acknowledged the situation so I guess you could say Miles was leading Lola on but Lola also kind of went with it like Lola wasn't expecting Miles to dump Tristan for her at any point.
1: Yeah but I feel like he knew that she liked him because like come on you have this girl that like you've been flirting with like on your bed like let's be real.
0: Well, he also likes her is the thing. It's not that, like, Lola just has feelings for him. Like, Miles also has feelings for her.
1: But he's never going to do... He's never going to, like, dump Tristan. That's the other thing. It's like, whatever, fine. He still cheated on his boyfriend, so...
0: (laughs) Well, we'll get into that.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) But the thing with Lola is... I don't think she did anything wrong in, like, hanging out with Miles... Like, yeah. for example, with Manny, it's like Manny was clearly trying to get with Craig knowing that Craig was with Ashley and Manny was intentionally trying to steal Craig away. Lola was not doing anything like that with Miles. For one thing, I feel like Miles was a low-key rebound for Lola in some ways from Tiny.
1: What? But it's been so long.
0: Well, at least at least in the sense that like Lola is still in her feelings about it in that first episode. Okay. So like Miles is kind of like a shoulder to cry on about her best friend dating her ex-boyfriend, you know? Okay. Yeah. Maybe, maybe if that's not technically a rebound, but kind of somebody to be there for you <laughs> while you're sad. Okay. And like it's not like she was going after him, right? Right before they hook up, Lola is like, are you sure? So it's like Lola knows the situation and is like giving Miles the out. She likes him, but she's not going after him. She's just kind of enjoying being his friend and like helping him out with his issues.
1: Sketchy friendship when you have feelings for them though.
0: Yeah, for sure. But (laughs) I don't think she did anything wrong in being friends with Miles and having feelings for him.
1: No, I mean, do people blame her for stuff?
0: Well, Miles and Lola is pretty popular, I think. Okay. I don't know if people blame her so much as... They're glad that Tristan got it done to him.
1: Oh my god. Tristan's literally almost dying. Leave him alone. I yeah. do think she's a little bit to blame for like literally having sex with him though. Sure. Cause I feel like if you're like losing your virginity to someone who has a boyfriend, like you're there. You're you're a part of it. Like I'm not I'm not somebody who's like supportive of being like hate the other woman, right? Cause like takes two to tango here. But even though she made no advances, she didn't stop it. Yeah. It's on, it's on her too. I mean, like when she's not, you know, the good guy in this either.
0: Well, I guess that goes into the, was it cheating conversation, which we'll have later.
1: (laughs) I think it's just a little bit like, I, I get leading up to it. She never did anything. She didn't like pursue him, so to say. But I do think that she did participate equally in the cheating. If that's what you consider it.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Which is also like not great for her character because we already weren't liking her because of the whole tiny Shay thing.
0: Yes, but I think her relationship with Miles is what causes her to kind of grow up from those kind of petty, immature things.
1: Well, do you think it's the relationship or do you think it's the abortion?
0: I think it's both.
1: Because she doesn't really have a relationship with Miles. It's all sneaking around. It's like everybody's accusing them of like having a thing like, Even as May calls her out or calls him out for it and was like, oh, Tristan's still alive? Like, figured he wasn't because you're getting like Argentina spice or whatever the (laughs) hell she said.
0: (laughs) Well, I think I think it was a combination because at least from the Miles relationship perspective, it's like Lola is actually dealing with somebody going through real things for the first time in her life. That's true. So the fact that she was kind of helping him. Kind of take his mind off of all the trauma of Tristan being in a coma, I, I think gave her some perspective on the more petty high school problems that she's been dealing with thus far. And then the abortion also kind of enhanced that because it's a larger problem than just, again, her petty high school problems that now she she had to make a decision, and then she had to kind of defend her decision. Whereas, like, defending her decision to post the Instagram picture compared to defending her choice to have an abortion, I think that kind of shows pretty clearly her development over the Yeah,
1: definitely some growth, for sure. Do you want to talk about the abortion? Yeah. Well, why don't you start, because you love this.
0: (laughs) Oh, this is just an amazing episode. I have nothing even mildly critical to say about it. I thought it was perfect.
1: (laughs) which is crazy because you I feel like that's so tough you're a good critic but no I totally agree I thought that re-watching it it felt like informative I really liked how they made the whole thing of like some women you know are relieved like that's a big part of it and she was like I'm relieved you know I just want my life to go about normally like all that stuff kind of mad though that like the reason it happened was because she was taking her birth control wrong like none of that is realistic enough it's literally on the package that says Monday Tuesday Wednesday like it's across the top you know when you're taking that pill. <laughs> so like I get it I think it would have been better if she like missed a day or something mm-hmm. but it is what it is like I can't it was just so stupid I was like what do you mean sunrise whatever no it's literally <laughs> not a thing like nobody can back you up on that one you're done. <laughs> but I do I like all of it The whole, like, fact that, like you said, where he goes, you're not the first 16-year-old today. It's almost like it makes me sad, too. Because it's like, oh, the fact that these situations are, like, happening, you know? Still. Because of what? In her case, it's misinformation on how to take birth control. But who knows what the other situations are.
0: I think the most important part of the episode for me is how sure she was in her decision. What did she say? She was, like oh, I made my decision two weeks ago when I thought I might be pregnant, you know? Yeah. So when she found out she was pregnant, it was just like, okay, just got to go to the clinic. I thought that was really great because like, for example, with Manny, she was kind of flip-flopping throughout those whole two episodes about whether to do it, partially because of Emma and Craig kind of pressuring her to have the baby. But Yeah, for um, real. I think the fact that Lola was so sure and she was so unapologetic about it was what made the episode so great because Mm -hmm. when she got some pushback from Frankie and Shay about abortions in general they didn't know that she had had an abortion at that point they were judging abortions generally
1: are we shocked though those two judgy ass people
0: yeah (laughs) what I thought was interesting was the video that she posted went viral I guess in Degrassi at least and Mm -hmm. I think that was in direct response to Manny's abortion episode getting banned and not being able to be seen for several years
1: oh I hope so if that's it I like that
0: because it's like Lola posting the video online is like look at me I had an abortion whereas Manny on a meta level was not able to express that she had an abortion because of Nickelodeon I guess not wanting to show that
1: (laughs) yeah no for sure no I liked it and it also like it makes sense because we live in this world where people want to post stuff like that right so why not give Lola the platform I just like while watching it I was like oh like how did he not pick up on the fact that like oh I need a ride into the city and he's like no I'm busy like why not be like why right but I guess it kind of shows that he just like didn't care enough about her to like ask why
0: yeah I don't think it's that that he didn't care about her he It was at that point where he was trying to make things right with Tristan so he was like oh I can't talk to Lola at all anymore.
1: I don't know if we were supposed to not like Miles for that but like again he didn't know.
0: Well even if it wasn't an abortion I think him just kind of blowing her off in general is not a nice thing to do.
1: Yeah yeah that that's true.
0: Yeah I feel like there's not much to say about the episode it was just so well done. The fact that they don't like refer to it again
1: afterwards,
0: I think, is also kind of good because it it shows that having an abortion does not have to be this huge life-altering thing.
1: Wow, I'm surprised you see that. Usually you're mad when they don't bring up stuff again.
0: Well, but with this in particular, it's like, okay, she had an abortion. What are we gonna do? Talk about it for the next two seasons?
1: no, I totally get it. Yeah. I'm fine with them moving on from it.
0: And it's like the fact that her relationship with Miles is non-existent in season four is a whole other thing, but <laughs> the fact that nobody like even refers to Lola having had an abortion in season four just shows that like nobody cares like Lola stood up for herself she did the right thing for her and that's the end of it
1: and they don't ignore the fact that like all of it ever happened because there is a point where Frankie and Shay bring up like oh when are you ever gonna tell us about like who you lost your virginity to so they still bring up the fact that like the sex happened which I feel like is completely normal. So it's like, I like that they still bring up that the action occurred, just not that there's no need to have a long lasting effect of the abortion in it.
0: Yeah, for sure. A side note, though, how did Frankie and Shay not figure out that it was Lyle's?
1: Oh my god. I I loved, though, when Lola was like, it's Miles, and everyone's like, ha ha ha, yeah, right, oh my god. It's like,
0: did they they just not see what the rest of the school was seeing, that they were spending a lot of time together? They sort of
1: made out in the hall. Right? And I was like, why are we pretending like no one can see this?
0: Like, I, I could maybe understand Frankie being oblivious, because she's Frankie but Shay I think would 100% have picked up on that
1: I agree Shay's too smart to like miss out on that and Frankie like is oblivious but also like doesn't care about anyone but herself so
0: yeah (laughs) but anyway like I mentioned a couple minutes ago I think that her relationship with Miles and having to stand up for her abortion is really what made her grow up in season three which Mm -hmm. led to her basically being I think the main character of her class in season four Lola yeah. Lola. Hmm.
1: Interesting. Okay.
0: But she's everywhere, right? In season four. She's like in everybody's plots.
1: She is. But then like, would you say the same thing about like Esme then when she was in everybody's plots?
0: Well, Esme's kind of the villain, I guess.
1: I don't know. The only reason I like disagree is because we don't know anything about Lola. All we know is that like her mom's not around and she has a restaurant. Like, I feel like when they show a character at home, that's kind of when I'm like, oh, they're a main character. Like, when you see them outside of school. But I get what you're saying, though. She is around a lot in season four. She just doesn't have her own plots.
0: Yeah. Maybe main character isn't the right word for it. But, like, she's the best supporting character.
1: Yes. Yeah, I'll I'll agree with that for sure.
0: Like, she is the best friend in season four. Right? Yeah. Like, we already talked about how great Lola was with Yael. She helps Shay out with her supplements, even though Shay stole from her she's the only person in the entire school who, like, listens to Saad's point of view. (laughs) Because in season 14 and the first two seasons of Next Class, she's just kind of a a ditz, right? Yeah. Like, she's just kind of an airhead who, like, just kind of followed other people's leads. She was, like, so happy about her perfectly curated nudes for Degrassi nudes, you know? Oh my
1: god, I forgot about that. She,
0: She was giving her phone nicknames. I think in these two seasons, she really, like, grows up And stops being that stupid kind of caricature. And Mm -hmm. proves that she could handle herself in tough situations. And actually be like the bigger person.
1: No I think that that's pretty good. It takes her a bit in the beginning. But yeah I feel like after the whole Miles situation. She does like grow up I guess.
0: Because like in the trio of Lola, Frankie and Shay. At the end of season four I think Lola is probably the most mature. Shay at her level. But we don't see as much of Shay.
1: Frankie, definitely not.
0: Yeah, definitely not Frankie. (laughs) I would have been really curious to see where they took Lola moving forward because I think she probably would have grown to become a main character in the next season. Maybe that's what I was trying to get at.
1: Yeah, I could definitely see her as almost like a Manny, where like Manny wasn't the main character in the first few seasons, but because like Emma was, right? And Frankie, I think, is kind of like the Emma in that friendship because like Frankie's just so like unbearable like she's just not a fun right she's not fun to watch like she's kind of just like you know immature where like Lola in a sense where she was like the side character the friend and now she's growing I agree I totally think she would have she would probably end up being like valutorian or something you know like I mean Shay should but like the way Degrassi goes it's so random they might
0: (laughs) yeah definitely interesting to theorize especially with her relationship with Saad but yeah I think Lola is a fantastic character in season four, especially.
1: Yeah, I definitely grew to like her. I did not know where they were going with her. Like we kind of talked about it where we felt she was almost like the cat from Victorious, but definitely grew into herself and they gave her more serious plots. And I think that was a good call.
0: For sure. Okay, so let's go to Miles and Tristan to close things out.
1: Oh, you mean your favorite couple in the whole world? Well- (laughs) all right go ahead
0: okay so end of season two the bus crash happened right we find out that pretty much everybody was fine except for Tristan who is in a coma Miles has been watching over Tristan in the hospital all summer and he has been posting vlogs frequently on the Degrassi like Facebook page or whatever updating people about Tristan's condition but once school starts at the end of the summer he is banned from posting any more videos because some people are complaining about how depressing they are. Miles ends up getting upset in class about this, being like, oh, who, like, tattled and who's, like, the special snowflake who can't deal with this? He ends up confiding in Lola, and they discuss about sharing feelings that people are uncomfortable with. So after this conversation, he gets emboldened, and he acts out in class showing everybody, like, the body horror images of tristan's injuries and stuff and saying like everybody is giving up on tristan so he ends up getting in detention because of this and he befriends lola after that he ends up like visiting tristan kind of gets pretty taxing on miles and he's exhausted going to the hospital every day so when zoe asks miles to come with her to the hospital miles is kind of trying to blow her off and lola ends up jumping in and being like oh he's helping me at my restaurant today So, Miles ends up doing that, but he then starts feeling bad when rumors start popping up of him hooking up with Lola. Zoe is accusing him, especially. So, he ends up visiting Tristan because of that. And he has a really powerful scene, I think, of him like begging Tristan to wake up, like, I can't deal with this anymore. Please just wake up. Zoe ends up seeing him have this breakdown in the hospital. And Zoe kind of convinces Miles to work with Grace and Jonah on the play. Musical thing that they are writing. And Miles pitches the play as being basically his experience with Tristan and Lola with the bus crash as the premise. So from there, he ends up casting Rasha as Tristan. He ends up casting himself as himself. And then at the slumber party that we keep coming back to, he ends up hooking up with Lola, where she ends up getting pregnant, of course. But before that happens, he ends up bringing Lola onto the play as the role of Lola. AKA Hope, but Grace and Jonah are skeptical of them hooking up. And Miles and Lola kind of have an agreement to continue to hang out. They end up making out (laughs) under the stairwell. But it's pretty much right then and there that Miles gets the call that Tristan has woken up. Tristan is alive and well, but he cannot really process the world around him at this point. So Miles kind of does a full 180 on Lola and starts being mean to her, saying that, like, oh, Hope quote-unquote, seduced hero, quote-unquote. And I think Miles actually ends up telling Tristan that he cheated, but Tristan cannot understand (laughs) what he's saying at that point. So Miles ends up apologizing to Lola for basically slut-shaming her, and they agree to continue to do the play together. And it is then that Lola realizes that she's been taking her birth control wrong, and she ends up getting an abortion. At the same time that Lola is getting an abortion, Simpson finds out that the play has mentions of suicide ideation. So Miles, Grace, and Jonah need to like have a meeting with him to kind of defend the play and stuff. But when Tristan is able to walk a few steps for the first time and Zoe ends up finding out for Miles that he and Lola hooked up, Miles is like worried that Tristan is going to find out what happened and he considers trashing the play to protect Tristan's feelings. So he kind of almost sabotages his meeting with Simpson intentionally, but... Simpson ends up approving the play just with a couple minor changes, and Miles decides to keep doing it. Finally, it is the eve of the play, and Miles finds out that Tristan is coming. And Miles is once again worried that Tristan is going to find out that he and Lola hooked up. Right before showtime, Lola asks Miles, like, did I ever mean anything to you? And Miles says that she was his hope in this whole messy situation. So the play goes off really well, Miles ends up telling Tristan about Lola and Tristan, of course, already knew because literally who didn't know besides Frankie and Shay. But Miles reassures Tristan that at the end of the day, everything about Lola and everything about the play was all about him and that he just wants to be with Tristan. Going into season four, it's like the last semester of senior year. So Miles is getting into schools and he especially gets into the business school that his dad went to. So his dad is very happy with him. But his English teacher, Mr. Mitchell, ends up getting Miles an interview for a writing program in London. Miles is pretty excited about it until he finds out that the position that he's interviewing for is a diversity spot for LGBT youth. So he feels a little pigeonholed and undeserving of that spot. So he kind of sabotages his interview. Mr. Mitchell is pretty disappointed in him. And when Miles like kind of talks about how he doesn't want to be pigeonholed as a bisexual guy. Mr. Mitchell has the class do a cross the line exercise to kind of prove to Miles that he has experiences that are worth telling and that can help people go through their own problems. So he ends up apologizing to the interviewer and he has a scene with Tristan about how his bisexuality is the part of him that lets him love Tristan. And he tells his dad that he isn't going to be going to business school. We then check in with Tristan for the first time since he woke up, and he is slowly making progress towards getting better, but when Miles invites him on a summer backpacking trip in Europe, he feels the need to kind of work faster and get better faster. He ends up hurting himself while exercising. It all comes to a head when Tristan accidentally pees on Miles in his hospital room, and he ends up overhearing Miles consider deferring his writing program that he got into so that he could be with Tristan and help him through his recovery. So Tristan ends up breaking up with Miles because he realizes he needs to get better at his own pace, and he also does not want Miles to feel obligated to stay with him and kind of give up on his dreams. Finally, with Miles and Tristan, Miles talks to his dad about going to writing school, even though his dad does not really believe in him or believe in a writing program so miles comes up with a whole financial plan about how he's going to make it work without his dad's money but his dad surprisingly comes through and says that he recognizes how far miles has come over the years and that he is proud of him so he says that miles could use part of his trust fund to pay for his writing program so to celebrate he plans to go to prom with Tristan but Tristan is not able to get to the prom because he's not having a good day. So Miles sets up a kind of mini prom in Tristan's hospital room, even though they're broken up as kind of like one last dance, I guess, before Miles goes off to Europe for backpacking. And finally, in in the photo montage in the last scene of the show, we see Miles and Winston go backpacking, and Tristan ends up graduating from his physical therapy program thing, and we never see them again. (laughs)
1: Nice ending there. (laughs) We never see them again. (laughs) Okay. So, obviously, we had to talk about the coma (laughs) and everything. Of course. Like I said, like, right before we started, I feel like it was a little unclear of, like, what actually happened, like, in this bus crash in general. Like, we know people got hurt. We see the beginning where they kind of show people, like, getting off the bus and, like, everything. They weren't, like, super clear about what actually, like, happened to Tristan, but we do know that Tristan and Miles are together, so, like, they can't break up because he's in a coma. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah I, I, like, get it. It's kind of, it's kind of odd because, like, who is this for, I guess? Like, yeah. <laughs> what do you think?
0: Yeah, it was definitely not relatable, but it was still a compelling storyline, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's never been done. For sure shows Degrassi is like a drama, right? (laughs) I did think it was interesting because we've talked about this and how I've like flip-flopped on whether or not Miles actually likes Tristan. I'm still not convinced in this that he genuinely likes Tristan. It just is very obvious that like it's guilt, right? Like, what do you think?
0: Guilt over what?
1: Just like, I mean, he probably would have been with Tristan if Tristan wasn't in the coma, But when he's staying with Tristan, I don't know if he's staying with him because he feels, like, guilty. But, like, the fact that he hooks up with Lola, like, makes it seem like he doesn't actually like Tristan anymore. And, like, I get it. Like, how are you in a relationship with someone who's, like, not really alive almost, right? Is, like, not awake. So it's all tricky. You know, love the drama of it.
0: So I think we talked about this last time with Miles and Tristan, that in this whole situation, they're kind of saying that Miles and Tristan are this power couple. And yeah. like, it's such a tragedy that Tristan is in a coma so that Miles can't be with him. And Miles is such a great guy for sticking by him for all these months while he's in a coma, right? Yeah. But their actual relationship in, I guess it was just in season two when they got back together. It's like they were not a power couple in that season, right? Oh
1: my God, no. no.
0: It's like the narrative is kind of acting like Miles is so in love with Tristan even though like what we were shown in season two, that wasn't really the case. It's like they liked each other. I I think they liked each other in season two. But I feel like the work wasn't done in their relationship before the coma for me to be like, oh, yes, this is a relationship worth waiting like five months for him to wake up for, you know?
1: Yes, I think that's my issue, too, is I'm not buying it that's my thing i'm saying i don't feel like he like miles liked tristan enough for this to like make sense
0: i was thinking about how from miles's perspective i could kind of see why he went to such extremes even though they weren't that great of a couple to begin with just because like how would you act if your partner went into a coma you know
1: well that's why i was wondering if was a guilt like, did he just feel bad that, like, all this happened to Tristan? So, like, now he feels like he can't leave. Because, like, I mean, he does bring that up at one point, right? But in the beginning, it's just kind of confusing because we understand he's, like, coping, right? By oversharing about Tristan. Yeah. If I was Tristan, I would be, like, pissed when I woke up. I'd be like, what were you doing? Vlogging my coma life? <laughs>
0: like, right. Like, what? Yeah. Especially with the oversharing. I was kind of on Esme's side when she was being like, you're a little delusional.
1: Yes. No, I, no, I totally agree. I think that he obviously needed help, right? Like, he obviously needed somebody to talk to, and the oversharing was too much, and I, I agree with her. I gotta be yeah. like, you gotta call it at some point. There are things that are school appropriate, and there are things that are not.
0: Yeah, because it's fine that he has, like, all these feelings, but- That doesn't mean you need to show Tristan's bloody body to your class (laughs) and all your friends. Because there are some people in your class who were actually in the bus crash. Like Miles was not in the bus crash. Jonah and Grace were. They were actually hurt. And now you're showing them Tristan's bloody body. And like he's acting like, oh, I I am so affected by this bus crash. But it's like, no, you weren't. (laughs) Your boyfriend is in the bus crash. You weren't. And other people in your class who you are subjecting this body horror image to were in the bus crash and could actually be triggered by it.
1: Yes. No, I'm, I'm totally with you. I think it was a little too far, like, especially with how some people were coping with it. AKA Maya. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So I get it. I think it kind of was on Simpson to like, you, you gotta stop. You gotta stop posting about it. And if you are like, You can't be showing it in school, right? Because didn't he do that for, like, a project?
0: Yeah, it was like, what did you do over the summer?
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, come on, man. (laughs) We know what you did over the summer. I, I don't know. It is definitely his way of coping, and it was dark. But I also think it was kind of, like, do you think it was a slow introduction into him being a writer all of a sudden?
0: Well, Miles has been a writer.
1: When else did he write stuff?
0: He did a short story about his dad, I think, in season one.
1: Was that the one he was, like, drunk for? or like drugged up or something
0: (laughs) it was around that time
1: okay yeah I I mean I don't think I ever considered him a writer where like we knew Eli from like day one was dramatic and like loved film and like was eventually going to go to school for it so I think that's where this like artsy side of him I'd like never thought about so I get if that's where they were going with it
0: yeah I guess him being a writer hasn't been been a thing with him since day one but it's not like it isn't a thing with him I guess.
1: I guess they never really explored his like personal interest because he's been dealing with his addiction and like everything else.
0: Yeah exactly. With like the whole hallway scene with Miles and Lola talking about their feelings. I feel like they were both in the wrong. <laughs> it's like Lola is complaining about how she can't post her ex-boyfriend <laughs> on her Instagram and Miles is complaining about how he can't Whine about how sad he is about Tristan 24-7, you know?
1: (laughs) So it's just like both whiny people hanging out with each other.
0: Yeah. I could see their point that, like, yes, you're entitled to your feelings, but that doesn't mean the people who you tell your feelings to need to care.
1: (laughs) That's a fair statement.
0: So that that's kind of how I feel. It's like, I'm glad that they were able to connect, like we already talked about, but I feel like their whole perspective about, like, they can't handle our feelings, so they're bad friends and stuff. But it's like, okay, your friends shouldn't have to deal with your negative feelings all the time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's why it works for them to have an outlet. They just needed a new outlet, so they found each other.
0: Yeah, so I'm glad they were able to do that. But I feel like the narrative kind of framed them as being in the right in that situation.
1: Well, they never really said that Lola was wrong. You yeah. know, like, didn't she win the court case technically or something?
0: I think so, yeah.
1: Yeah, so they never were like, she's wrong for doing this. So I get it.
0: Yeah, so I feel like we were kind of supposed to be at least on Miles' side with what he was saying, but I was like, he's not doing the right thing. He's kind of lashing out because he's traumatized from being in a hospital for three months.
1: I was going to say, if anything, he needs therapy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's been miles since day one.
1: Oh, true. Maybe he isn't. It's just like he needs more.
0: But I guess it does kind of progress positively from there because the whole Lola relationship, it leads to the play, right? And I think the play is a good positive outlet for his feelings. So I guess even if they don't really show that Miles' outburst in that first episode was, like, the wrong way to go about doing things. He ultimately does find the right way to kind of express himself.
1: Yeah, which is why I feel like the pictures and stuff was, like, a good segue into him creating the play. Because he needed a new outlet, because he literally was banned from the internet.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because, like, the other thing is Miles himself gets exhausted of being in the hospital. So that's why he, like, goes to Lola's restaurant. So it's like miles himself kind of gets tired of his own bullshit in some ways
1: well that's what i was going to say was that he was mad that he couldn't post about tristan every single day right and then when he doesn't go to visit tristan every single day people are like wait why aren't you going yeah he's like well why do i have to be and they're like because you're talking about it all the freaking time so what do you mean now all of a sudden you don't want to go but like i think that's fair honestly it is like the fact that he's like what 17 and going to a hospital and like sitting by his like coma boyfriend for what at that point six months three months I don't even remember I
0: think it was three months at the beginning of the season and I think it was probably four or five by the time Tristan woke up
1: okay yeah so I think that that's very fair for him to get exhausted but I also get why people were like Zoe was like what do you mean you're like ditching Tristan now to like work at this random restaurant where you totally don't need money I
0: I think that's part of Miles he found a positive outlet in Lola so he was able to take his mind off of Tristan for the first time since the bus crash I'm sure so -hmm. I think that's probably where the change came from where he was able to have fun for the first time in months so he was like oh maybe I don't want to be in a hospital 24 7 watching over my half-dead boyfriend
1: no, and then he even like, that's why like the whole scene with him begging him to wake up, which was so sad, was almost like to be like, wake up so that I have a reason to like come visit
0: you. My interpretation of that scene was Miles gave up on Tristan after that. Like he's begging Tristan to wake up because it's been so long. And he he visits Tristan in that scene because Zoe was guilting him for spending time with Lola. Yeah. So I think, I think it's like Miles finally found a positive outlet for his feelings in Lola and he's sick and tired of like being so uncertain about Tristan's future that at that point I think he gave up and that's why he then ends up hooking up with Lola because he had kind of checked out on Tristan at that point.
1: That's very fair. I think he really needed him to wake up at that moment to like almost say this has all been worth it but then he doesn't. Great scene though.
0: Yeah for sure.
1: It was very sad.
0: Yeah, and that's the scene that leads to the play, which is another positive outlet for him.
1: So, does he create the play before he slept with Lola or after? Before. So, then how did Hope even exist?
0: He was still friends with Lola and Lola was helping him through things.
1: I just like love how they pretend like the play, it's not obvious that him and Lola hook up. Like, Jonah's like, I don't know, I directed it and I didn't even know. Him. Like, you're fake. <laughs> you're a bad friend.
0: <laughs> yeah, the play itself. I don't even know what it was about, honestly. Like,
1: I don't know either.
0: Like, I I thought it was a good backdrop to the season because, like, it got a lot of characters involved. But it just kind of seemed like Miles just telling exactly what happened with Lola being, like, this disembodied angel texting person. I was like, I don't really know what this play is, like, saying, really.
1: I think it just basically was everything that's happened in the pictures that he showed at the beginning of the year. And then everyone was like, stop. And he's like, fine, I'll just make it into a play. And then you have to watch it again. Yeah. (laughs) Because that's the thing, too. I mean, I know you say, like, a lot of characters got involved. I didn't feel like enough characters got involved. There's only, like, five. It was only Lola, Rasha, half the time she was, like, pretending to be in a coma. Miles, who casted himself as the lead. And then Jonah and Grace.
0: Well, I guess even if only five people were involved in producing the play... It was, like, everybody had an opinion about it, at least.
1: That's for sure. I just always think about how they had the play where it was, like, Jenna and Peter were, like, the main characters. And it was just so random, you know? And then now we're down to, like, three character shows. Like, come on. Eli would never settle for this.
0: Yeah. Like, I definitely think Eli's love roulette better, like, expressed Eli's mental state at the time.
1: And also, yeah, his relationship with Claire. Because wasn't it about Claire also? Yeah that's hilarious that the school just lets them do this
0: right but like with Miles like all the play really showed was that Tristan's coma had a big effect on him which we already knew that (laughs) so
1: I didn't really get it they didn't show us enough like if we thought that Winston's play was weird then like I don't know what this was
0: yeah like there was that whole scene where like it's a flashback and Miles and Rasha slash Tristan are like running around the table. I was like, "What is this? Is that a game Miles and Tristan played where they like play tag?"
1: Yeah, I literally have no idea. They didn't show us enough because yeah. Maya was too busy on the roof.
0: Yeah, I mean fair, but <laughs> yeah, the play itself was weird. I only liked it as like a concept of a way for Miles to show his feelings.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, for sure.
0: So was it cheating?
1: I don't know they're too young to be doing this to start with right like what was the plan how long was this going to go on for they'd only been together for like a few months again maybe before the bus crash so it's like they spent more time in the coma relationship than they did in like a real life relationship
0: yeah that's actually probably true I didn't think about that
1: which is probably why we were like eh about it like I don't no if it's cheating I guess it depends like if Tristan had been more mad about it or like thought it but Tristan seemed relatively understanding about it
0: I mean how couldn't you be
1: right that's where it's like tough
0: you were in a coma for five months and like you just expected everybody to wait for you yeah like that that's a tough situation to kind of blame anybody for what happened
1: well that's the thing too at one point Tristan even says like I didn't ask you to do this you know Yeah. So I'm going to say no, because I also think of it in like ways of if, you know, you think someone is dead, right? And they come back like five years later. It's like, was it cheating? Like, no, you did not think that they were alive, right? So I'm going to say no. Yeah, I don't think it was.
0: I'm in the same boat. Like I said, Miles had given up on Tristan by the time he and Lola actually hooked up. And the fact that the moment Tristan woke up, Miles ran back to him. Mm -hmm. And the fact that Miles expressed that everything about the play and about Lola was about Tristan. I think that was true.
1: Well, what does that mean? What does he mean? Like, how did having sex with Lola, how is that about Tristan? Just because he was lonely? Because he even says that he loved Lola, which was also random.
0: Well, because Lola helped him through the whole situation
1: yeah but like what with her vagina like what what do
0: you mean well it's like she gave him emotional support and that led to them forming an emotional connection which led to a physical connection
1: (laughs) that's okay I guess so I was just surprised when Tristan asked if Miles loved her and he said yes like I could be like I could understand if he loved her in the sense of not like being in love but they didn't really go into that too much it kind of was just like okay moving on
0: yeah I think it was more that yes I had actual feelings for her however much you want to place on the word love I think it was just did you actually feel things for Lola and he did so
1: yeah that's fair I do like that everybody else is like you're cheating with Lola it's like what would you have done right it's like you didn't know if he was gonna wake up ever can I ask you a random question? Go for it. Why do you think they didn't just kill him off?
0: Do you really think Degrassi needed a character death? To...
1: <laughs> I mean, like, after the, a whole bus crash, you'd think, right? And it's been oh. a minute since the character died. Because Who was the last one, Adam?
0: That's not that long ago.
1: What season was that?
0: 13. So, like, probably three years ago at this point.
1: Okay. I just was like, hmm, like, would they have gone that way? I mean, it would have been really sad, but didn't well maybe I don't know how you'd feel
0: (laughs) I I would have been sad if Tristan died I think I just don't think there was a need to kill him off
1: yeah that's fair the coma added way more drama
0: yeah for sure but with Miles and Lola so they are like I said very popular in the fandom much more popular than Miles and Tristan (laughs) I personally don't see it working out as a long-term thing, I do see the chemistry between them and I enjoy their dynamic, but I think they were brought together in such extreme circumstances that I don't think they would work out long-term. They were very cute when they were thing, like the Snapchats that they were sending to each other, I thought that was pretty cute. Lola helped Miles be less serious about himself.
1: Yeah, I also don't really see Miles, like, liking her too much outside of, like, all this, too. I think he would eventually either be like, you're too, like, silly or, like, whatever, and also you're my sister's friend and, like, all that stuff. It just was too secretive for it to, like, ever be not secretive anymore.
0: Yeah, like, there was so. good build-up to them hooking up and being together for, like, five seconds.
1: Mm-hmm. But,
0: yeah, I just, I just don't see it. Because, like, people talk about, like, oh, Miles will break up with Tristan while he's in Europe. And then he'll reconnect with Lola. And I'm like, no, I think Miles is going to find a hot English boy at school. (laughs) And they'll end up together.
1: Yeah, him and Lola were just like a situational thing. Like, I don't think it ever, I think you're right. I don't think it ever would have grown past like what it was.
0: I think that is especially shown by the fact that Miles and Lola do not interact once in season four.
1: Yeah, that and also like, he's probably known Lola for a really long time already because she was his sister's friend. Mm -hmm. So it's not like he wouldn't have already seen her before. Like, I know things like change and stuff, but I think if there ever had been like a desire for an actual relationship, it probably would have either already happened or like would have continued happening and it didn't. I also like don't, yeah, I just don't really see them getting along too well, like outside of being friends. Like, I don't think in a relationship they would have been successful.
0: I agree. Yeah. So Lola was pretty much just a way again for Miles to express his feelings and to, I think just not take himself so seriously.
1: (laughs) Yeah, which was cute because that's like exactly who she is. She kind of does that for everybody.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: I'm just surprised that Tristan's mom didn't really give Miles an out either. You know, wasn't like, hey, like you're young. Like, this is a little excessive. Like, why don't you go home and stop coming as often because he's not awake.
0: And also not that I wanted to see him, but where was Owen? (laughs)
1: Oh my god, I was thinking that too. I was like, what? How could he not show up? Like, they even got Katie to come back. But also Owen's the worst, so maybe that's fine.
0: Yeah, oh well. Okay, so this whole coma thing basically leads to Miles and Tristan being back together, officially. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I guess they didn't technically ever break up, but in season four, it's pretty much just closing off both Miles and Tristan's character arcs. I think So who do you want to talk about first?
1: I think we should talk about Tristan first. Get him out of the way.
0: Okay. (laughs) Tristan only has the one episode, right, where he is kind of pushing himself too hard so that he could make Miles happy. I was thinking about Tristan's character as a whole from the very beginning. And the, the moment he got with Miles pretty much at the end of season 13, Tristan's whole character has revolved around Miles.
1: Yes, for sure.
0: Like, Miles has a lot of things outside of Tristan, but nothing Tristan does is ever outside of the context of Miles. Like, he's not really Miles' plus one, like we've kind of talked about with other characters, because Tristan does kind of get his own perspective on the relationship and has his own agency in the relationship, like in this episode. Tristan's character is just about his relationship with Miles. And I think this episode really emphasizes that because this episode is focused on how Tristan's condition is affecting his relationship with Miles.
1: <laughs> yes, no, you're you're absolutely right. It just kind of stinks because before Miles was introduced, Tristan like had more. You know, like he was friends with Maya like or even when he's like single even though half of it's just like because of Miles like They give him stuff, but now it's, they literally have nothing to give him because he was in a coma and then now he's not and he's trying to get better. But yeah, no, it's always been about Miles, like ever since Miles was introduced, but Tristan's also unbearable.
0: Yeah. Like I was actually thinking about him critically and not stupidly like I usually do about Tristan. Okay.
1: Interesting. Let's hear it.
0: So from the very beginning, Tristan's pretty much only conflict was feeling unloved or like lonely because he's not in a relationship right like his very first plot I looked it up because I forgot it's he's jealous that Tori is dating Zig because he can't spend as much time with Tori and then in season 12 he has the thing about like oh I don't want Dave to be my first kiss in the play yeah he like has a five minute eating disorder because he wants to look hot for that Brazilian dude
1: yep forgot about that
0: and then even into season 13, he's like jealous of Maya and Miles. And then he gets groomed by Mr. Yates.
1: Oh my god, yes.
0: So it's like pretty much all of Tristan's plots kind of revolve around him feeling lonely and unloved because he is a 15-year-old gay kid and there's no other gay guys <laughs> at school. Honestly, relatable. Oh. But once he gets with Miles, he pretty much kind of lets Miles kind of curb stomp him <laughs> throughout their entire relationship.
1: Mm-hmm. And Tristan
0: just kept taking him back and I was thinking specifically about the Maya Tristan fight scene about Mr. Yates
1: oh my gosh
0: where Tristan says a thing like oh you could have an epic love story where all the guys are in love with you and at this point I think Tristan has that he he's in a relationship where a guy stuck by him in a coma for five months like that's like rom-com type shit you know
1: yeah no for real and then but the fact that he like knows to end it Is such big growth for him.
0: Right. And that's the only thing I could ever say about Tristan having grown. (laughs) Because with everything I just said, Tristan, you can kind of think about first half of his character is I'm lonely, nobody loves me, nobody will ever love me. Then he gets with Miles and he lets Miles shit on him pretty much all the time. (laughs) Yep. And so I think it's a good conclusion to his character that he's like, okay, I have a guy who loves me so that takes care of like his first few seasons, but I'm going to choose myself over him, even though I've chosen him over me since I've been with him because it would be better for me getting better in my health.
1: Yep. That's so true. Yeah. They gave him one final plot. That's actually good.
0: Yeah. So I actually appreciated that. I am, I am showing growth myself right now. (laughs) Good, good for you. I was going
1: to say, I'm proud of you too. (laughs) that's awesome no but you're absolutely right they like did try to kind of fix him up at the end and I also think that they knew Miles would have never broken up with Tristan it sounded like he really was ready to like what what did he even say like be his boyfriend's babysitter did he say something like that at one point
0: I think so he at least was going to defer his writing academy for a year.
1: Yes. But then again, like, I still am, like, not even sure if he actually loved Tristan. But Tristan did. He was the bigger person in this situation and ended the relationship.
0: Yes. But the thing is, I was thinking about, did Tristan break up with Miles for himself or for Miles?
1: Oh, God. No, it was for sure for Miles. That's why I was like, I know you're like, he did it so he could get better. I'm like, "Eh, I don't know if that's really true.
0: I actually think he did it for himself more than Miles.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Because the whole situation was like, Miles is pushing me. I don't know if Miles was really pushing him, but he felt pressured at least to like, get better as fast as he can so he could go on this Europe trip. Yeah. And there was the whole like peeing on Miles thing. So I feel like Tristan did kind of choose himself over Miles, even though there's also the part of letting Miles go so he could pursue his dreams. I, th- yeah. I do think the bigger part was Tristan was picking himself over Miles because he knows he's not going to be what Miles needs.
1: I also totally feel bad for Tristan when when they were talking about the peeing on him thing. Like, that's so embarrassing. Like, why would Miles tell Winston that? Like, that's such a bad boyfriend thing, too. So I'm glad that that was kind of what led Tristan to like end things because that was very shitty on Miles's part, in my opinion. To tell someone and then talk about it in front of a class that you know Tristan is in? Like, come on. Yeah. But I'm glad that Tristan did that, though. Because, like, it was just unrealistic for them to stay together. But it is a weird way for Degrassi to end a relationship before college. Because I feel like this was, like, one long way. How could we ever get Tristan and Miles to break up? Hmm, well, what if Tristan was in a coma? (laughs) They're like, no, he still won't break up with him. What if he wakes up and then he's not good enough? He's like, yeah, all right, that's fine.
0: Well, they only have like a soft breakup too because the next episode they're going to prom together or you know Miles's prom
1: yeah I think it was kind of one of those like this is just the last time we're gonna like hang out situations and like I get it because it's not like they're breaking up because they don't love each other anymore which is like the saddest breakup right the one where it's like we could be together but like it just isn't right so I get that they wanted to spend prom together
0: But I felt like they framed it as they'll get back together in the future, which I do not want them to.
1: (laughs) Did you? I feel like I didn't really get that just because it just doesn't seem realistic. Like, Miles is literally going to Europe the second school ends and then is like not coming back.
0: Well, but at the same time, Miles gave up the prom with the rest of his friends so that he could spend time with Tristan in the hospital.
1: Yeah, I think I mean, I think he did it because he loved Tristan and like knew that this was like it. I feel like it was very much an Eli and Claire breakup where we're like, are they or aren't they? We don't know.
0: I feel like they wanted us to believe they would get back together, even though I really don't want
1: them to. I just can't imagine it. I just can't imagine like them getting back together. But who knows? Maybe we'll see it if they ever do a redo, remake.
0: So yeah, I could acknowledge that they gave Miles or they gave Tristan some growth here. I Mm -hmm. still hate him. Because he's still not a good friend. They did try to rectify him being a good friend too in this season. With Maya? Yeah, with Maya.
1: Yeah, but even Maya didn't want to talk to him, it seems like.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, so they definitely tried to like, I guess, rehabilitate Tristan a little bit. But I feel like it was just too little too late. I feel like Tristan was a good character through season 13, even though he was still like a terrible friend in those seasons but it could have worked if they had developed him throughout the later seasons to be a better person instead of just kind of doing that in like the one episode here
1: yes and I mean like I get that he really wasn't even in season three because he was like asleep so I guess they kind or not like asleep he's in a coma so they kind of lost that but it was just a very interesting way to wrap him up, I would say, for someone who was very much a main character.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Because you would think that you would put someone in a coma who, like, wasn't, I guess. I wonder what his actor was up to. Maybe he was busy.
0: But he was still in the show. He was just lying on a hospital bed.
1: Well, that's the thing. They were like, all right, we'll film all those now and, like, you go do your movie or whatever. But I think if I was, like, his actor, I would be so pissed. I would open that script and I'd be like, are you serious? i'd be like how long am i gonna go
0: yeah i think if there were more episodes in season four i think i would have liked to see more of tristan's like disability journey because there were definitely parts of it there that were interesting but they just had to wrap up his entire character in like 20 minutes so they couldn't do much with that
1: yeah i felt like i wanted more than the one episode In the hospital, I guess I was kind of thinking back to like after when Jimmy was shot and they showed his PT a lot, at least not a lot, but like they definitely did more than one episode of him in PT, right? Yeah. We didn't get that. We only got one full episode like from his point of view. And that was the one where they broke up.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So I think they definitely skipped him a little bit. But the last thing that I was a little confused about, did he actually graduate or he got an honorary degree? Was that because he like didn't finish the last year?
0: Yeah, I think it was supposed to be Tristan technically wouldn't have graduated. Oh my god. But he's not staying on the show. So we're going to give him an honorary diploma.
1: Okay, that's what I thought. Because I was like, is this Degrassi's way of like copping out and like keeping him another season? Because they very much could have.
0: Yeah, so I think they could have kept him. But they were like, I think Lyle was done. Like he's been on the show for what, six years at this point. So I think he was he was done. They were all done. All those seniors. Okay. I think they were like, okay, Tristan technically shouldn't graduate, but he's going to. <laughs> so here's an honorary diploma. Goodbye.
1: <laughs> They're like, get him off of here. Um, Anything else for Tristan?
0: Good riddance.
1: <laughs> hey, you said you were okay with him.
0: I said I was okay with his conclusion.
1: Okay, fair enough. All right, let's talk about Miles.
0: Yes, okay. So for Miles, I wanted to show the scene where he talks to Tristan about the writing academy, and this is after the the cross-the-line exercise.
1: Okay.
0: Thanks for coming over. I wanted to read you this. It's to the interviewer that I blew up at. I apologize for my conduct. You asked about ideas I was interested in, truth is, I'm only starting to figure out those ideas. All my life, I've struggled with my own identity, whether to be what my father wants or rebel against it. This has left me afraid, afraid to be labeled, afraid to identify as bisexual. But that is a part of me. It's one of the many ideas I intend to explore as a writer. You mean that? The bisexual part of me... is the part that lets me love you. I did. Okay, so I guess you couldn't see that. <laughs> but in in at the very end, Miles gives his dad the business school like bomber jacket. Yep. So I personally think that was like that episode and especially that scene does a fantastic job wrapping up Miles's character Mm
1: -hmm. because
0: it really helps to wrap up all of Miles's storylines relating to his dad, relating to his sexuality, his relationship with Tristan, and even like Miles being (laughs) self-destructive pretty much his entire time on the show. And that final scene really kind of encapsulates that. Because that entire episode with the Writing Academy is Miles kind of not wanting to identify as, I guess, a minority. Yeah. And Miles kind of accepting his bisexuality has never really been something he's dealt with. Like, pretty much as soon as he got with Tristan, he started using Tristan to make his dad mad, right? Yeah. he was pretty much out from there kind of bouncing between Tristan and whatever girl of the month it was, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He never really kept his bisexuality a secret. Like, you know, he wrote a gay play, you know? <laughs> but Miles never really thought critically about what his sexuality really meant for him and, like, what being bisexual meant for him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, this is the first time that Miles has ever said, I am bisexual, right? It's pretty much other people always saying it for him. So I feel like this episode really helped to kind of close that, even though it was never really something explicit. I feel like kind of making it explicit in this episode tied up some loose ends that kind of existed with respect to Miles coming out since, I guess, that was season 14. Like, when he says the bisexual part of me is the one that lets me love you. Ah, so sad, Um, but true. Why is it sad?
1: I don't know. It just is, like, the end. You know what I mean? Like, it really felt like I'm, like, this is, like, he's he finally, like, came to, like, understand that. Kind of like what you are saying. Like, he never said it before, and then now we're saying it. We're saying it in, like, the last episodes. (laughs) So, I guess not sad in, like, a sad way. Sad in, like, a growth way.
0: A bittersweet way?
1: Yes, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, because I feel like that line was kind of Miles telling Tristan, like kind of calling Tristan out for his biphobia in the past. Because we've talked already about how Tristan has kind of shat on Miles whenever he is getting with a girl, right? But if Miles wasn't bisexual, he wouldn't be with Tristan in the first place. So I think Miles saying that is like, you should be happy that I'm bisexual because I wouldn't love you if I wasn't. And that's kind of calling Tristan out for kind of being a little biphobic or a lot biphobic in the past.
1: You you think so? I didn't even think about that. I kind of thought that it was just him saying that because he was like, it's okay that it's like a diversity thing.
0: I think it was both.
1: Okay. I don't know if he would be, why would he be shitting on Tristan?
0: Well, not, not shitting on him, but like calling him out for it a little bit.
1: Okay. I mean, I know, I I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know if
0: it was intentional. That's how I interpreted the line
1: well yeah because you hate Tristan so you'd hope that he'd (laughs) be like fuck you
0: (laughs) yeah but yeah besides that it's just like Miles finally accepting himself for who he is like even outside of his sexuality Miles has kind of struggled with his sense of self-worth a lot of that coming from his dad and this is his this is the first episode that his dad has been in since I think season one of Next Class with the whole addiction stuff
1: oh yeah yeah yes we
0: we talked about that last time right about how his dad didn't show up again until now
1: yeah which like was yeah it, it ties into the whole like he needs closure thing so you're absolutely right yeah
0: yeah because we were introduced to miles through his complicated relationship with his dad right so i feel like they couldn't close off miles's character without addressing that in some way
1: oh absolutely
0: And it shows that Miles is actually able to stand up to his dad in this episode. And I think later on when he's talking about actually going to London, because like, what was it in season one? He had the anxiety attacks because of his dad being around, right? Yeah. But now he's gone through the growth of like beating the addiction and then the growth of standing by Tristan and stuff that now he's more sure of himself as a person he doesn't need his dad's approval so he's able to kind of have those conversations that in the past would have become a fighting match right
1: he definitely doesn't need his dad's approval but he sure doesn't need his money
0: yeah (laughs) well (laughs) college is expensive
1: (laughs) i know it was just kind of funny where he's like i can cover the first year and then i'll apply for financial aid i'm like buddy your parents are still rich but got you no i i get it though But that's the thing that brought them together, once again, is the fact that he needed the money. Because if he didn't need the money, he wouldn't have been needed to, like, close things off with his dad.
0: He did need, like, in that scene, he did need to tell his dad, I'm not going to business school like you want me to, even besides the money.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true.
0: I kind of wish that they kind of showed his dad making amends, because he never really made up for the abuse (laughs) that he put Miles through.
1: Oh, for sure,
0: but I guess that could maybe be more how life goes sometimes like you can't you can't really get rid of your parent in many cases from your life,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: because like again, Miles started his whole character with his dad and he messed up his entire relationship with Maya because of his dad into mm-hmm. the whole drug abuse because he was afraid of seeing his abusive dad, so. I think it's just so fantastic to see the growth in these scenes because Miles has just grown so much. And as, as I said in that one episode, he's in my top five. <laughs> so
1: yeah, I was going to say you like, I don't even need to talk about Miles. Yeah, I think you've covered all of it.
0: <laughs> he's just such a great character. I think, yeah, they just do a great job with him and he deserved better than Tristan. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, he absolutely. I mean, he did. I don't know. He still is like, I don't think he's in my top 10. But I don't think he's like a bad main character to have. It's just they keep giving him these like plots that are so out there, you know, like the fact that his boyfriend's in a coma and then he's like doing horse tranquilizers and like there's just they're, they love to stretch him out. And it's like it works, but I think it's because he's him, I guess. I don't know if it would if any other character would have been able to pull it off.
0: I agree with that. Yeah, Eric Osborne is a fantastic actor for sure.
1: Oh Um, yeah, absolutely.
0: I just love how like Miles finally realizes his own worth. The English teacher thing, like what did you feel about that?
1: Okay, yeah, I was kind of curious because I was trying to think, didn't we do something similar to that with like Holly J and Declan where they were like, take a step forward, but it was like a cuter thing because it was asking her out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I like the take a step forward, take a step back thing. It was very obvious that he was calling this kid out, though. The abuse thing, like, come on, man, that's private, confidential. Like, you shouldn't be doing that. But I do think that it was kind of funny how everyone was like, Miles Hollingsworth the third is diverse, you know? Because I don't think he he didn't see himself as that white either. I don't think it was on the English teacher for not telling him because he was like, you looked at the website, right? Like, it's very obvious. This is why this is what I'm talking about. But I do think that I liked how the person telling him was Black, right? And that they were able to be like, diversity isn't a bad thing. If it's there, why not take advantage of it kind of situation? But what did you think? Because I feel like you're gay. So (laughs) I feel like you probably have a different point of view or a better point of view on it than I do.
0: I understood why Miles was hesitant, like not even from the I'm rich and white thing, but it was like, I don't want them to just see me as the bisexual writer guy, you know? Mm -hmm. So I understood why he got upset, but at the same time, it's like, like the teacher said, those things are made so that diverse people could have voices that they wouldn't have otherwise. And I don't Mm -hmm. think Miles understood that until people were actually telling him, hey, your voice is valuable and it actually helped me through things.
1: No, and I think that that's, I get why he was hesitant for sure. But I also think that he also needs to understand that like, if this is a part of him that he's proud of, you know, why not share it? I will say though, I, I have to comment on this. His idea about war, World War II with social media, I was like, oh, maybe he isn't a good writer. Maybe it is just because he is bisexual because <laughs> like the fact that the English teacher was like wow what a unique idea or like he just was like that is great I'm like no it's not what <laughs> no uh, Miles don't do this
0: yeah very messy but yeah I just loved the whole thing because what what you just said about being proud to be bisexual I don't think Miles was until that episode
1: yeah definitely
0: and that's why he finally acknowledged it and I would like to point out this is the first time that a character has publicly stated that they are bisexual on Degrassi.
1: Mm. Were there though... any other bisexual characters?
0: Paige? Imogen? Right I...
1: duh, Paige. Im- Imogen... Imogen
0: was like Im- probably Pan.
1: Yeah that's what I was thinking.
0: But she never labeled herself at least. Yeah. So yes great steps forward for both Miles and for Degrassi.
1: Yeah for real but well okay so do you feel like the diversity plot was to kind of lead into him accepting that he was bi, right? That was kind of the whole goal of it?
0: Yes. As well as close off everything from his character in general.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think I think that was pretty good. It was interesting too, because I think that that's a relatable plot for a lot of people. Yes, It's kind of just like, I am diverse, but like, what do I do with it? Right or yeah. like, do I take advantage of that, or is it like bad to take advantage of that? So I did like it. I thought it was good.
0: Yes, and I think that is all I have.
1: Wow, I mean, we know your feelings about Miles and Tristan in general, so yeah, yeah I think I think we did it. Whew. I don't even know what to do with that, but hey, you see, you were very prepared for closing Miles's arc. I will give you that one. <laughs>
0: I love that boy.
1: I know you do pretty solid is there so I guess my question for you is like overall who do you think Miles should have ended up with?
0: out of the options
1: out of maybe like everyone that he's been with who do you think he would have been like best for him to like end the season with or end like his arc for me I'll go first I think him and Maya
0: that's what I was thinking too
1: yeah okay cool
0: just just because of where Maya ends up I think
1: I agree like I loved when him and even though when him and Maya talked it was like dark as hell but I really was like oh I miss them
0: right because they talked for like the first time in years in that scene
1: yeah and they really genuinely liked each other like they're I mean it was a mess but like they did they really did so
0: the only thing is I think I prefer Zig and Maya though
1: oh I know me too
0: so it's tough speaking of Zig and Maya they will be our grand finale next time
1: Oh, they sure will. Can't forget Esme, too, in there.
0: And and Grace.
1: And a little bit of Grace. Throw some Grace in Jonah. We, we didn't talk about Jonah enough, obviously.
0: I don't want to talk about him.
1: <laughs> well, uh, get ready.
0: Yeah, it'll be our grand finale for both Next Class and Modern Degrassi, I guess.
1: Oh my gosh, so sad.
0: Yeah, so thanks for listening.
1: And we'll see you soon.